all right everyone how's it going welcome back to a thousand cuts this is your host demetrius and i am here with my comrade lacase we're doing an emergency pod y'all we're doing an emergency pod because there's apparently an emergency at the capitol or there was yesterday so me and lacase are gonna rift on that insanity Lacase, would you like to go ahead and sound off on your part like what what all went down and what are your thoughts about what happened <laughs> yesterday yeah so so much all right so let's start from the top there was a rally if we can if we want to call it that in washington dc of what the media has labeled trump supporters we here can just call it what it is call it spade a spade a fascist rally trump was there they were you know just calling for all this chaos and then what happened chaos ensued they broke into the capitol building stormed in got into the chamber the senate chambers stole things and what was most upsetting i think for a lot of us was just watching video upon video of the police force truly just stepping aside and letting people into the capitol building and then out again there have been some arrests made. The last number I saw, I believe, was 15 arrests. And this is, you know, hundreds of people. Wow. So I don't have a I don't have a count of how many people were there, but only 15 arrests. And I believe one woman was killed. Those numbers obviously will probably change as we get more information. But that's Yeah, I think the the latest update I saw last night was four people died. Four four, four people, people died. Okay. Died. Yeah. So the number has gone up since last night. Okay. So yeah, that's what happened. Uh, essentially, our government faced a coup, an attempted coup. They wanted Biden's win to be overturned. They want Trump to be president. This is all staged to that end. So the Senate last night verified Biden's win, which we all knew. And tried, some Republican senators tried to pin this on Antifa and always Black Lives Matter protesters saying that they were in disguise, but that has been debunked, of course. So that's kind of where it is on that front. I don't know, Demetrius, what are you thinking about all of this? What are your thoughts? <laughs> you know, I, I you know it's going to be good out. when you start laughing. <laughs> yeah, because it's just at the heart of like American right wing and white supremacist politics, like all of this stuff proves Corey Robin, the political theorist Corey Robin, to be right. His book, The Reactionary Mind. Right. Like at the heart of all right wing and white supremacist politics is the inability to take a L. Like they can't take a loss. They don't know 100%. how to take a loss. Yep. This is why we have this the sort of we've had uh, the sort of resurgent neo-confederate beliefs in in worldview. They just cannot they just cannot lose. They just cannot lose. I mean, when you have statues of Confederates, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're literally validating losers. Yes. And so white supremacists, white racists, and just white people in general who are still conditioned in that way, they don't know. They cannot lose. They they just cannot lose. And what happened with the Georgia runoffs was a clear loss. Democrats 100%. now have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And in reality... Shout out to the people of Georgia. Shout out to the yeah. organizers and coordinators on the ground putting in fucking work. They flipped it. Yeah. They flipped it. And 
it was supposed to be worse. The loss was actually worse for Trump. The only reason that it wasn't worse, is it, it didn't appear to be as worse that it was narrow, was because of blatant anti-democratic behavior that knocked uh-huh. hundreds and thousands of Georgian people off the fucking voting rolls. Yeah, that's what's at the heart of it. They they can't take an L, they can't take a loss, and people shouldn't be surprised. Like, the fucking Senate Republicans fucking tweeted last night, this isn't us. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> is. This pathetic shit. <laughs> this is the foundation I've of ever heard. Absolutely. I mean, America invented fascism long before D'Annunzio and Hitler and Mussolini and, and the integralists of Brazil, you know, the early, the 20th century fascist movements. There was the Klan existed in the South during the Reconstruction era and mm-hmm. terrorized black politicians and effectively destroyed any semblance of true democracy. We invented fascism. So as scary as this can be, it shouldn't be surprising. Like, no, this is us. The seeds of fascism have always been in American soil. And I think this really proves what this great anarchist thinker, Enrico Malatesta, his piece that he wrote, uh, Democracy and Anarchy, but he talks about how liberal democracy creates fascism And then fascism, it's like a weird, like, it's like cyclical, kind of, like from a liberal democracy, it descends into fascism and from a fascism goes back into the liberal democracy. Okay. And people got to be paying attention, man. Yeah. This is very much a Weimar Germany sort of deal. Weimar Germany descended into the Third Reich. And then the Nazis did have a failed coup before they took power. I believe it was the Beer Hall coup. This is what this is, man. Uh-huh. This is what this is. People have to start paying attention to history. I, I know that you had, that you on your Twitter, you drew attention to some historical elements. Did you want to talk about that a little absolutely. bit? Yeah, absolutely. I was so glad you brought up the Klan. What we're seeing here is just like a replay of what always happens. We legitimize white terror. We excuse it. We won't call it what it is. So like Demetrius brought up, the Klan exploded in the South as a direct result of the losses of the war and to combat reconstruction was all about putting, affirming the rights of recently emancipated and those who were already free black citizens of the United States. Right. And then that saw, we had black judges, we had black scholars, we have black doctors and they hated this. We have black voters. So they exploded to put down our rights and it was primarily Black-focused at that point. What's interesting is this isn't the first coup attempt. I, I just watched an excellent TikTok, and then I went back to verify the information. But there was a coup attempt in 1898 in North Carolina. There was a coup attempt in North Carolina. They actually removed, forcibly removed Black politicians and refilled their seats. Okay, this is 1898. But going back to the Klan. Wow. They did all of this and they were murdering black citizens, terrorizing black citizens. Former Union soldiers, black Union soldiers began patrolling their own communities to protect their communities. Wow. And then in 1871, the Civil Rights Act was enacted, which was has been referred to as the Klan Act. It was an attempt by President Grant to put down the Klan. It was effective. We had some arrests. Like we saw last night, not many arrests. The scales are tipped toward less stringent policing. So 
that was enacted, but it was repealed in 1882 and as unconstitutional because the federal government could not essentially police, quote unquote, conspiracy groups. So the Klan went underground. But what we see happening is a retelling of that history. So in 1905, a book was published called The Klansman. And that was a romanticized retelling of the Klan as this like noble white cause to protect white power, white womanhood, white morality. And it casts Republicans because the parties have flipped, but it casts Northern and Southern Republicans as like race mixing and evil and black politicians were evil and after white women. And that book was a bestseller. And then it becomes a film called The Birth of a Nation, which is screened at the White House for President Woodrow Wilson, who attended Johns Hopkins University with the author of The Klansman, a man named Dixon. So we see how people in power legitimize these movements, okay? Mm. And then so the Klan sees a resurgence in the early 20th century, and they start thinking about, well, how can we spread to the rest of the country? Because they were localized in the South. They were really strong in Louisiana, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Mississippi, of course. But they want to spread. They want to get into urban areas. They want to get into the West. And what's the best way to do that? Well, you tap into people's xenophobia. We've got more Chinese-American immigrants coming in. We've got more Japanese-Americans coming in. We've got the non-desirable, quote-unquote, European immigrants coming in. We've got Catholics. We've got people who are Jewish. So they tap into that. They tap into the idea of American values. They tap into the idea of Christian morals. They rail in favor of prohibition. They tap into people's fear of losing their jobs, which we see all this playing out again and again. And there was another book written by a man named Lothrop Stoddard. They have crazy ass names back then. Lothrop Stoddard, and it's called, hold on, sorry. I didn't sleep very well last night, as you can hear. So my mind's going at like 20 miles a minute. But um, me neither. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. The book is The Rising Tide of Color Against White World Supremacy. And he had uh, Lothrop Stoddard wrote about how industrialization in Asia and prolonged immigration to the United States from Asia, from South America, from Central America was going to lead to overpopulation, the overpopulation of those communities in the United States. And through race mixing, we would lose whiteness. So that fed in. to what people were thinking in the 20s and that all those things work in tandem to push people toward the Klan. And you have to remember, these books were not self-published. They weren't printed in back alley newspapers. These were picked up by Mm -hmm. major publishing houses. They're shown at the White House. These books become the the narrative and it feeds into that. So I put up that tweet thread to show the parallels. Like, why are we profiling these people in the New York Times? Why are we profiling them in the Washington, right. the Wall Street Journal, Washington Journal? Wow. You know, why are we prioritizing their stories over black, brown, indigenous peoples who are right. fighting to survive? And what does that prioritization do for their movements? It's all connected. And we keep replaying, like we keep running into the same wall over and over again. And it's just, this is what happens. It's going gonna, gonna to keep happening. So anyway, yeah. I feel like I just talked for 20 minutes, Demetrius. But yeah, that's a very abridged version of the history of hate, at least, you know, and I left out, there's so much, there's so much to talk about, but I focus on the Klan because that was the clearest parallel for me to draw. But I mean, we could talk about, gosh, 
genocide of native peoples, Japanese internment, mm-hmm. Muslim bans. We could go on for days. About all this the is shit, where, yeah. This is where it goes. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, this is what it is. Another thing a lot of people don't talk about, they don't talk about the mass sterilization programs that our country had. We yes. lately engaged in eugenics against disabled folks. That's a yeah. history that people do not like to don't talk about enough. There's a good book, Imbeciles. It's called Imbeciles, I believe, about some of that history. And there, there's other, there's not too many good books on it, but that's one. It's in the history, like you said. And it, the media does accelerate that shit. I mean, when you're giving Richard Spencer and the IDW New York Times profiles or, or Washington Post profiles or yeah. when you're fascinated by the everyday. What was that one ridiculous fucking article that was made like the everyday white supremacist? He's yes, just this, this fucking is what they hipster. look like. Here he is at his house. He works a nine to five. Yeah. Yeah, like this posh, you know what I'm saying, Nazi. He looks like everybody mm-hmm. else and he goes to his local Whole Foods, but turns out he's a white supremacist. All this stuff, all of this it's like a sort of romanticizing of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But are y'all, does Latasha Brown have a New York Times profile? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Do any of these organizers out in Georgia, do they get a full-blown Washington Post profile? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They just don't. I mean, it's you're totally right about the nature of the media. White people can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. They have to. It's so odd that, like you said, about placing preferences on particular people's narratives and stories. It's really mind boggling because we're so fascinated by hearing people's narratives, hearing people's stories can get and often does gets in the way of making actual material change. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. we want to keep it on a personal level rather than analyzing, rather than having a systemic and structural analysis of what's going on going on around us. On top of that, there's a lot of ahistorical thinking. Yeah. Like I said, you know, the whole this is not us thing, that's purely ahistorical. This is absolutely us. It's documented empirical reality, documented empirical facts. Yeah, man. It's just so much, right? It's just so much. Like, what did you think about the way that the police did or didn't handle it? What tripped me out is the fact that the National Guard didn't... I mean, no snipers, no tear gas. Nope. No rubber bullets. Few arrests. Yeah. There were hundreds and thousands of people were arrested during the George Floyd protests and uprisings. Tons of tear gas. Portland... Portland was fucking soaked in tear gas. Yes. Christ, this could have been, I was listening to Worst Year Ever, the Worst Year Ever podcast, and like Robert Evans was on that. He was like, you could have easily dispersed this thing. If it, They could have easily dispersed this thing if they would have just shot at people with, with like the pepper balls or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there was none, like none of that. I mean, it was, it was total absurdity. And then I thought to myself, I was like, maybe the reason that they didn't use tear gas or any of that stuff is because they didn't want to damage the Capitol building. But I was like, we know why. Is that <laughs> is that true? No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And, and I thought about it. I was like, them from crashing in windows and stuff, you know? Yeah. Busting in windows. I mean, they essentially yeah. let them in. They did. They The police essentially let them in with the gate and whatnot. They let them in. Yeah. I mean, it's it it's so glaringly obvious who is protected and who police forces are allied with. 
we, we right. scream at the top of our lungs. These are white supremacists. These people are here to defend white supremacy. And then we have centrists and people who are like, no, 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 no. They're good cops. They're this and that. But like, it doesn't matter how many videos we see of them assaulting citizens who are peacefully protesting or knocking over old men until they're making their ears bleed because they bash their heads in. Now there's no denying it. They're taking pictures with these people. They're letting them, they push the gates aside to let them in. They're shaking their hands, you know, yeah, they're letting they're holding, them holding people's hands, holding people, them helping down, them down the stairs, you know, helping them down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Letting them take, I saw a man carrying off like a, a podium posing with statues and Nancy yeah, he's Pelosi's the Q office. shaman, the, the Q shaman yeah. for QAnon. They were like, yeah, him and another dude who was wearing like uh, horns and like some sort of, oh, some yeah. sort of like a coat thing. He's also a QAnon conspiracy he's theorist. This is, yeah, this is tagging QAnon is and has been performing the same function as the Klan, in my opinion. Yeah, they the might not thing. be. It's the same thing. It's the same thing to uphold white supremacy, to bury any sort of, to get rid of any sort of semblance of actual democracy and equality or equity in society i mean it's it's fucking it's fucking sad Mm -hmm. it's fucking sad man you know and and it's i want to say it's terrifying but uh, you know how scary is it really you know we can't afford to be scared we don't need to get scared we need to get organized that's the key that's just the truth yeah now is not the time to half step the dims have the government now and of course, we can't fucking trust them at all. I mean, they're going to be inept and inadequate and uh, reactionary in their own particular way. But now there aren't any excuses. Now yeah. there can't be any excuses. Yeah. And so, done. yeah. Yeah. Now we really have to, the left has to take advantage of this moment, man. And what's funny is people are always weary about like liberals and centrists and all that shit always weary of people becoming radicalized but it's like we've already been radicalized like we live under neoliberalism like neoliberal capitalism where there's no real worker power labor unions are borderline dead fucking the, the power is totally in the hands of corporations mm-hmm. last year you know fucking billionaires globally made 1.9 trillion dollars really simply due from the pandemic collectively globally i mean it's just that's radical like capitalism is radical you know what i'm saying like right-wing politics is radical they want nothing less than full they want the market to totally swallow government that is radical you know what i'm saying white supremacy is radical And so the idea that, like, workers should have control over their own labor, that is radical, even though that's something that we've already been in a radical moment. We've already been in an extreme moment where tons of Americans, I mean, 54 million Americans are going to go hungry this year. Eight million people Mm. slid into poverty this year. We got $600 checks. I still ain't even get my shit. $600 $600 checks, 300 in unemployment benefits. We got two payments. That's extreme. This is, we are in extreme and radicalized and, and, and radical moment right now. So what I would say is I would encourage people who are liberals, who listen to this podcast, man, you need to go further left. I don't know what the fuck else to tell you. What is it going to Is that bullshit that you on right now? It ain't fitting the bill. It ain't fitting the bill. You need to go further left. You need to go further left. The, 
liberal frameworks are not capable of handling this. Mm. They just aren't. They just aren't. Like, you are living in radical times. You need to get radical. And you need to get with your people. You need to start organizing. Join some sort of group. I don't give a fuck if it's a mutual aid group. I don't give a fuck if whatever, it, an abolitionist group, whatever. But you got to get together with your peoples and we got to start rocking together, man. Because this shit, this is not, I was trying to explain this to some of my comrades, like, fam, this is not, they're going to attempt some shit again. Yes. Right-wing forces are going to attempt some shit again. Militias have been training for shit like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to have some, we're going to have more Wolverine Watchmen groups. This is not, they're not, this is not done. So y'all need to get with the fucking program. Of course, y'all can always rock with BSA. Look at the ideas and concepts and solutions and alternatives that we push out for dual power. But man, whatever legit, legitimate left org is out there, man, you need to be seriously looking at their program. Like if they even have one, mm-hmm. <laughs> if they mm-hmm. even have one. But you got to organize, you got to get with your peoples because this is not, this is the beginnings of systems collapse. Like we have been talking about since from day one on this podcast, this shit yeah. is serious. And oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, I mean, our, like like you're saying, the time for sitting here and pretending to be shocked is done. These people showed up with t-shirts. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to tell me that they just happened to all wear the same t-shirt. They're organized. They have been united, you know, and they have the support of our government. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, that, how do I say this? They are protected. We saw that clearly. The police have their backs. Through an action, the Democrats have their backs. They look at these people and see their cousins, they see their uncles, they see their aunts, their mimas, their pops, their brothers and sisters. These people are not going to face the same consequences we will face in our everyday lives. We have to work together. We can't sit here and be shocked anymore. It's the way it's been. And if we want it to not be that way anymore, we have to organize. We have to work together. We have to start setting up dual power systems in our communities. We have to start working with mutual aid funds. Like you know, like you were saying, this it's going to get worse because they have been shown what they can do. You tell a toddler no, the toddler does the thing, and then there's no consequences. Your no doesn't matter anymore. Absolutely. It's null and void. Now you're just playing a game. So these people have been shown how far they can go and that they can go farther. And Mm -hmm. that there will be very few consequences. Very few. Consequences, yeah. So it's going to get worse. And that should be frightening. It ought to be frightening. We got to read and see what, what has happened in the past. If you don't know, we... We got to pick up our books. We got to we got to look at what's going on because this has been a cycle that we keep coming back to because mm-hmm. people are afraid to. I'm not going to say fight back. I, I I will say people in power have a vested interest in this cycle continuing. It's a capitalist yeah, system, absolutely, and that's how we maintain capitalism is through this kind of discord. Absolutely. So it's I mean, on we us. All, we're all having to work, right? Yeah. We're all still having to work. Yes, while right wing maniacs storm the capitol building and you know another thing i don't want to hear people hear i'm sick of this fucking discourse even on the left of like oh these people are crazy or they're mentally ill or whatever first and foremost just shut the fuck up because that's disrespectful to people who have actual mental illness amen these people amen say i'm I'm sick of this 
lack of moral calculus on the left. I'm fucking tired of it. Say what it is. Make a moral and ethical calculus. These people are selfish. These are immoral and evil. Say it. Say it. Say it. This is this stuff is evil. I don't give a fuck. I'm sick. I'm sick of that discourse on the left. You know, for some reason, the left feels like morality language is only, you know, should only be left in the past because of religion. Man, fuck all that. Say it. Yep. Stop wasting your breath. Stop saying that analysis is fucking whack. These people are not crazy. They are not mentally ill. No, they are immoral. They are greedy. They are selfish. They're doing evil things. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. Say it. We need a left that has real moral stances, real ethical stances. Anything else is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? These we have to accept. People have to accept that there is a logic to this, that there is a reason to this, that there is a rationality to this. It's not that their minds are disconnected from reality and all this other stupid shit. Mm-hmm. No, they have a totally different perception of the world than you do. And they're behaving that way. OK, mm-hmm. and because when you make it just like people are crazy or mentally ill or whatever, you can't analyze that systemically. You get what I'm saying? You can't analyze that when people's behaviors are actually a different type of logic, a different type of reason. You can analyze that because we know we can trace how we got here. We know how we can trace how QAnon started up. We can trace how conspiracy theory, which conspiracy theory has been with us from the very foundations of America. We can trace how conspiracy theories work on people's psychology or people's way of looking at the world. This is not just these people are ill. That's just false. That's just false. I'm I'm sick of fucking hearing that, that, that stupid shit. Stop saying that stupid ass shit. This is a byproduct of psyops. You know what I'm saying? Psychological right. operations. This is a byproduct of, of spectacle. There are things that you can actually analyze materially. On you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I, I just can't. I'm sorry. I had to. I just had to go in on that because that shit. I was seeing that shit yesterday, and I was just like, yeah. dude, just shut the fuck up. So we're so past that. No, these people know what they're doing. That guy who had on that skull shirt and and a handgun with zip ties. Yeah. That is not delusion. He's disengaged from it. No, they came in there. If they would have ran into a actual Democratic politician, they would have killed them. They would have killed AOC if they would have found her. Mm -hmm. They would have killed Pelosi if they would have found her. Right. And they went in there to get hostages. Stop playing. Yeah. That tendency that they have to be like, oh, mental illness, mental illness. That is just a way of distancing the reality from what it is, you know, it's a cop-out for a lot of these people. Yes, it is incredibly disrespectful and insulting to people with mental illness, but I I also think that they do that because it's an easy, to them, it's an easy way to cop out these people from any accountability. They didn't mean it because they're unstable. They mean it. That's not what mental illness does. Mental illness does not make you a frothing at the mouth racist psychopath like it does it's not what that is you know so I'm, I'm really glad you said that because i it grates at me so much when people pull that out of their back pocket to disregard harm caused by these kinds of people and that's what it is it's a way to disregard what they've done and like you said this is 
conscious. This is mm-hmm. targeted. This is meaningful. You know, this doesn't, this isn't just like some blip. People who keep saying, this isn't America. Oh my, this is not who we are. Like, girl, where have you been? This isn't a foundation. This isn't the bedrock. <laughs> this is in the marrow. It, it don't make any sense. Told they're ahistorical thinkers, you know? Ahistorical. I mean, yeah. And it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, they, I mean, these are hard truths. But to hear people on the who are supposedly leftists say the shit, oh. that, that shit irritates me. And it really shows just how just weak and just dilapidated the fucking left movement is. First and foremost, I mean, we already know there really isn't a left. <laughs> like, there, re- that's not a thing. Right. It really isn't a thing. There are so many tendencies that are not real, like, traditional, actual left tendencies that, that people claim is th- to be left. But it's just absurdity, right? Because when you make those sorts of arguments, you remove intentionality. You remove yes. agency, from people. That is a problem. That is a problem. Because when you remove intentionality, when you remove agency, you cannot make the sort of pronouncements that we are making. You yeah. can't make the sort of analysis that we're making. Because it's, it's, it's beyond these people's control. It's just something mm. in them. And it's, yeah, it's nonsense. It's totally and that's dangerous. Here. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. You're right. I wish we had Chanel on because she could you know, really dig in, dig into that further. But it's just, yeah, you remove agency. And if you remove agency, you remove moral culpability and responsibility. And that's fucking bullshit. That's, that's all America has ever done for white people for, yeah, that's all they've ever done is remove any sort of moral responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just hate that discourse. And yet these people are not crazy. This is the culmination of a long process And it's done intentionally. It was designed. It's by design. It's done on purpose. And the left should never be afraid of saying that. You know what I'm saying? We can look at the world in all sorts of ways. Human beings design all sorts of shit all day long for particular ends and purposes. You know what I'm saying? But for some reason, when it comes to political issues, social issues, economic issues, all of a sudden, we don't have the capacity to recognize that human beings design things intentionally that just goes out the fucking window the left should not be parading that sort of rhetoric no no ever that's not our analysis that is not our analysis this shit is on purpose man and people need to and people need to accept that so yeah just fucking further proof that the cops and the clan go hand in hand you know what i mean like the little rhyme You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. chant. That's the protest chant. But it's true. It's true. And y'all, so y'all, we probably going to wrap it up here. And y'all, don't be surprised. And this is not going to be the last time that this stuff is going to happen. Please be aware. Start opening up some books. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to make sure to link people to the books that LaCase discussed. I would also recommend a book called The Death of Democracy. Mm, yeah. Which is like an analysis of like Weimar Germany during its time of when it began disintegrating into fucking the Third Reich. Yeah, you know, start reading, start paying attention, y'all, and start organizing, gain skills on a personal level, you know what I mean, To that will not only enrich your life, but enrich the life of those around you. If you can 
if you can garden, if you have defense skills, if you have, you know, medical skills, whatever it may be, either use those skills to uphold your community in, in terms of solidarity and mutual aid. But ultimately, we need to organize and create counter power in our communities that will essentially render, you know, that we won't have to depend upon the state and depend right. upon capitalism and that these spaces of counter power will be under a totally <laughs> different logic and not white supremacist logic. So, case, did you have anything else before we wrap up? Oh, I would just say, please, 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 please. We went in about all this stuff. And we definitely want to jostle you a little bit, shake you up so you'll read and educate and get out there. But take time to breathe with intention, center yourself, take care of yourself. High blood pressure runs in the Black community, and we know why, <laughs> as evidenced last night. So please just take yeah. care of yourself. Taking care of the community also involves taking care of yourself. So breathe, go on a walk if you can, watch something that makes you happy, eat, and then put in that work. Okay, it's so important to take care of your body as we are working to liberate ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, y'all, this has been a quick emergency episode for a thousand cuts. I am your host, Demetrius. I'm here with my comrade, LaCase. Y'all, please remember we are on SoundCloud, Apple and Spotify. Thank you to everyone that has been just supporting us on Patreon. We appreciate it so 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 much if you can in this time please 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 hit us at patreon if, if you want to just give us general support if you want to go higher in the tiers for to get extra content that we are releasing please please we ask that you're willing to you know be willing to support us if you can't that's totally fine you can reach out to us we can get you the extra content because again, it's not about money. It is about getting information, especially in these times. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trying to push actual alternatives, actual counter-institutional building. So yeah, please, please consider helping us out. It'll help us to get more content out, better quality content. But yeah, you can hit us there on. But thank y'all to everyone that has shown us love and support thus far. Again, this is A Thousand Cuts. And we will see y'all all soon with the next episode. Peace.